Hello everybody, we are those Fox Boys! Some stupid sketches and recorded them fast. And put them all together into this podcast. Hi, my name is Harvey J. Dixlinger, attorney at law, and I can assure you that I am the only semi qualified lawyer this side of Alabama willing to do his TV advertising. Standing atop of an 18-wheeler Class 9 delivery vehicle, all the while being attacked by a kickboxing kangaroo by the name of Russell. I'm ready, boys. Release Russell. Here we go. Have you ever received unsolicited golf golfing tip from an original cast member of, oh, of Buffy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yeah, if so, if so, you may qualify for comp- compensation. Come on. Maybe, maybe that David Arquette, oh, David Arquette told you that creating, create, oh, creating a proper wrist hinge in the backswing will lead to noticeably better ball striking. Oh, oh, right in the chest. Or maybe, maybe Donald Sutherland, he's emailed you or a loved one to inform y'all that the key, oh, the key, that the key to long-term success uh, is to eliminate the, uh, to eliminate that faulty, uh, eliminate, uh, eliminate that faulty shoulder tilt, tilt in your face. Oh, his Hillary Swank, his Hillary Swank been leaving little post-it notes saying, saying you need to s- s- stop the club face from closing too soon. And if that's so, just pick up the phone. Give me a call on 555-555-555-555-555. But heck. Don't just be taking my word for it. Listen here to this testimonial from Mr. Alvin Shithead from North North Carolina. Is that all you got, Russell? Come on. Hi, my name is Mr. Alvin Shithead, and this is my story. Just about seven months ago, I was out in the golf driving range in Port New Beach. When he came out of nowhere, there he was, Mr. Luke. Perry. And he stood there, Mr. Luke Perry, he stood there and he told me to keep my lead leg straight and my hips wide open. I have never felt so violated in all my days. And that very same day, I rang the 5555 number and that is something I will never regret. Why, just three days later, I received a suspiciously large deposit in my bank account. I didn't fill out no forms, there was no court appearance or nothing. I 
guess I'll just leave y'all to your own conclusions. Peace. So hey, it don't matter if it's Rutger Hauer telling y'all how to hold y'all's potter or, or Paul Rubens trying to prove y'all's upswing. Just call 555-5555-555-555. And ask for me, Harvey J. Dixlinger, the guy that just killed a kangaroo. And huge crowds have gathered to see this spaceship, this flying saucer, if you will, which is still resting exactly where it landed just two hours ago. But wait, wait just a minute, ladies and gentlemen. It seems that the hatch on this spacecraft is opening. My goodness, it's, it's, it's emerging from the ship, this... This two-headed creature from beyond the stars. Yes, and, and it, it looks like it's about to speak. We have come to visit you in peace and goodwill. Yes, we have been watching your Earth for some time now. And we have a question. You know... The television series that is called Lost? Well, in the last episode, I mean, what what was that all about then, exactly? Yeah, I mean, is it, is it supposed to be heaven? Are they, are they dead? I mean, we've, we've been watching the bloody thing for months. I mean, I mean, Gortia actually, actually got angry. It was, it was ridiculous. Stupid program by stupid humans. Gort. Humans must pay. Gort. They must pay now. Stupid human television programs. Die. Die, all of you. Oops, I am. Um, I, I did it again, didn't I? Yes, well, look, just, just, just come inside, right? Straight to Video Productions presents the greatest 80s movies you've never seen. It's Franz Kafka's Metamorphosis as you've never seen it before. Gregor Samson just moved from Chicago to a small Midwestern town. But the very next day when he woke up, he had a big, or should I say, bug surprise. Oh boy, I'm a cockroach now. He's a cockroach from out of town, and all he wants to do is dance. That's not. There were laws about dancing in this here town, kiddo. And you're starting to bug me. This summer, everyone's gonna get Foot Roach. And when it comes to university, he's the big, or should I say, bug man on campus. He's not a party animal. 
He's a party insect. Oh boy, this is good stuff. You want some? Hey man, look, that roach just gave me a roach, man. And when that cockroach starts to dance, he's a big, or should I say, bug hit with the ladies. Tell me, is it true what they say about cockroaches? You've heard of insecticide, right? Well, maybe you'd like a little insect inside you. Huh? Huh? It's done. Emilio Estevez as George the Roach Samsa. Phoebe Cates as the girl. And introducing Danny DeVito as Uncle Bob. I always found his sandwiches pretentious. He can jive. He can do the twist. But most of all, he can jitterbug. He might be a pest, but when he dances, he's the best. Foot Roach, the biggest, I mean buggest, film this summer. Next up on Radio 5, The Beatles Anthology Anthology. More memories from their producer, Sir George Martin. Episode number 49. Now, the thing about John is that he was very much an individual. And, and I'll give you an example. He would come into the studios in the morning and, and he'd bring with him some bread, but this bread would be already sliced. And he would take a piece of that bread and put it into a kind of heating device. And, and the bread would turn browner and harder, and then he'd just take some butter and spread it all over the bread. And, and he'd eat it right there, right there in the studio. And I'd say to him, John, what on, what, on, what on earth are you doing? And he'd just smile and say, hey man, I'm having some toast. Now that's exactly the kind of reason why the Beatles are still so influential today. Welcome to the audio tour guide of the Alcatraz Federal Penitentiary. My name is Jimmy the Jock Jaukowski, and I was an inmate in this prison between the years of 1949 and 1962. And I am Jimmy the Cheese Cheesy Witch. I was in the Slammer 2 from 1950 to 1961. I'll be assisting this old geezer because well, his brain ain't so good these days. You will notice that the points of interest around the prison are denoted by blue plaques on the walls, each with a two-digit number. As you approach the plaque, simply type in the two-digit number and press play for the correct audio description. You have chosen the number 13 which means that you are now standing in the ex-prison cell of the infamous Joseph Manchevich, otherwise known as Joey the Milkshake. He was 30% chocolate syrup, 20% malt powder, and 100% evil. What? That don't add up, Jimmy, you fool. Anyways, Joey was much more uh, strawberry than chocolate. Joey arrived to the prison on August the 4th, 1953, but I remember it like it was yesterday. It was September, you buffoon. What's wrong with you? September the 13th. I remember, 
because it's my mama's birthday. Leo the lioness. Beautiful. The guards knew he would be trouble and would regularly humiliate him by making him dress up as Katy Perry and forcing him to declare war on all household joints. Ah, Jimmy. Katy Perry wasn't even born then. Jimmy, the guards made him dress as Nina Simone, as you well know. You had a crush on Joey dressed as Nina, remember? Nah, of course you don't. It was most definitely Katy Perry. <sighs> Anyways, Joey was a born gangster, operating one of the biggest balloon animal protection rackets this side of Brooklyn. Highly organized, the police could never catch him until one day they got him on a technicality for operating an Andrew sister without a license. Jeez, Joey, Jimmy got caught for selling illegal mustaches to the neighborhood barbershop. But deep down, Joey was an interesting and sensitive human being. He liked to collect things like body parts. And he had quite the sense of humor. I remember one April Foist where for a practical joke he removed my left leg and replaced it with a headstand. Look down, Jimmy, just look down. That ain't no goddamn handstand. It's a professionally embalmed petrified elephant's trunk. You have an elephant's trunk as a leg, Jimmy. Ain't no leg stand. I said hatstand, you old fool. Are you deaf as well as senile? I'm Cena! Me? Don't pay any attention to that old fart. He's completely senile. It's you, buddy, you crazy old cake! Anyways, please ignore him. Take the corridor and take the first turn on the left. There you will find the cell of Paco Chaos Theory Gonzalez. Number 14 on our audio tour. It's an incredible story of banks, guns, and a brief experimental disco tour featuring Diana Ross. Number 14? That's the first thing you got correct, you bum. It was Katy Perry. Nina Simone. Katy Perry. Nina Simone. Katy Perry. Nina Simone. Katy. Nina Simone. Goddamn Perry. Nina Simone. It was Katy Perry. You played it for her? You can play it for me. But I don't think I can remember. If she can stand it, I can. Play it, Sam. Jennifer Garner. J Jennifer Garner. Hilary Swank. Hilary Swank. Oh, no. Jennifer Garner is not Hilary Swank. Jennifer Garner is not Hilary Swank. Jennifer Garner is not Hilary Swank. Oh, no. No. Robert Pattinson. Oh. No. Elijah Wood. You know what, Sam? That song always reminds me of Christmas. Okay, are all the officers present? 
that will begin. Okay, guys, as you all know, well, we have not been having much luck cracking the serial murder case that the press are now referring to as the Phantom Pear Tickler. We, we, we don't know why. Who knows where these names come from? So, in response to this, we've invited some experts from the Department of Criminal Psychological Profiling and Scientific Investigation for Serial Killers and Related Murder Crimes Department. That's right. You may know us as the DCPPSISKRMCD. Department. Department. This is Inspector Levitt, and I am Chief Inspector Butler. And we are honored to be invited here to work with the Police Department of Minneapolis. Atlanta. 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 We've just flown down on a very expensive flight from D.C., although my seat was even more expensive than Inspector Levitt's and had Netflix for clowns and everything. Now, obviously, we've both been studying your case details all night in order to get up to speed, so let's quickly run over the facts. As we all know, this killer has already claimed eight victims. Three. Three victims. And I'm sure you're all aware the lab reports have confirmed that the weapon was always the same. A bowling trophy. A balloon animal. A balloon animal. Specifically, a camel. A turtle. A turtle, right. Of course, a turtle. And, and as we now know, the murderer had some special trademarks. When we sliced open their stomachs, wallets, wallets we found a dead mayfly. Deck chair. A deck chair, obviously. The facts are clear. Now our job is to provide expert psychological profiling of this criminal. We can achieve this by using our expertise, our experience, and most importantly, the most advanced state-of-the-art psychological profiling software available to mankind. And here it is. Which character in Pepper Pig are you? That's right. This software ain't afraid of the big questions. We have run through a series of carefully chosen questions and answered them according to how we feel the perpetrator would react. That's correct. We really had to get into the complete mindset of a serial assassin. So first we had to choose our preferred kind of bicycle. So we chose tricycle. tricycle. We considered the word family bicycle, but no, tricycle, tricycle seems more kind of gangster. That's right, more gangster. Then we had to choose our favorite activity in the evening. Now, they didn't have killing people as an option, so we went for cooking a pie. Like a murder pie. That's not a thing, Levin. Then we were asked how we'd like to sleep. We thought, in the bunk bed below. Not the top bunk. No one likes the top bunk. Not even a frickin' cycle. Then, when I jump in puddles, what do I think? And we took the answer. Why does everyone jump higher than I? Because he's troubled, right? Favorite animal was dinosaur. Dinosaur. No brainer. Anyway, we don't want to get bogged down in the technicalities, but by the time we'd chosen a toy and a favorite fancy dress, we'd finally got our answer. Levitt. You are Daddy Pig. Like Daddy Pig, you have a mild and jolly nature. Your biggest value in life? Family. They can always rely on you. Ladies, gentlemen, this is our killer. And just to make it clear, we're not saying, we're not saying that the killer is the actual cartoon character known as Daddy Pig. But neither are we ruling that out. Yeah, I'm sorry guys, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to stop you right there, because apparently this news just in and the, uh, apparently the CSI guys have just resolved the case. Yep, uh, they have definitive proof that the killer was none other 
Then Cozy Heart Penguin from Care Bears and Cousins. Care Bears and Cousins, what the fuck is that? It's on Netflix. Oh, Christ, every goddamn time they are so playing us. I told you, Cozy Heart Penguin. That's 20 bucks you owe me. Simon and Garfunkel, Jam Detectives. It was yet another quiet day at the offices of Simon and... And Garfunkel. Right. Simon and Garfunkel, Jam Detectives. We put an end to the folk music side of the business. Or rather, the public had put an end to it. Tastes had changed. Nobody wanted to hear two guys singing about a boxer and chanting lie la lie, lie la lie lie, lie la lie, anymore. Now it was all young guys with haircuts singing about World Federation wrestlers. One Direction had been singing about The Rock and chanting doody doo, doody doody, doody doo. And Shawn Mendes, he'd been singing about Hulk Hogan and chanting zippity doo, zippity bippity doo. And that Justin Bieber kid, he'd been singing about The Undertaker. And he was just making this kind of fart noise. It was like... I like Justin Bieber. Sometimes when I think of him, I pretend like he's a girl. Oh, really? Wow. Well, Ariane, I appreciate your honesty. And good for you. Anyways, it was at that exact moment that the dame entered into our offices. And boy, did she have some legs. They were unmistakable. I knew straight away that they were legs. I mean, anybody would have. I'm I'm not saying you needed to be a professional leg specialist to know that this was a pair of legs. What I mean is that even if you only have an amateur level leg specialism, then you would probably... Look, could you please shut up about my legs? Oh, was I, was I saying that stuff out loud? Yes, yes you were. Well, well I'm sure sorry about that, ma'am, but um, how, how can we help you and, and your legs? Right, well, okay. I'm here because I believe that my husband is having an affair. An affair? An affair! An affair, right. An affair? An affair! An affair, yes. An affair. Stop. Please stop saying an affair. Stop, stop it, Artie, stop it. Right, sorry. Well, it's quite a little scene that you're painting here, lady, but I don't see how we fit into this whole art picture frame thing. I want you to follow my husband, Mr. Robertson and get recorded proof of this illicit romance that he's having. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, that sounds swell. But wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you Mrs. Robertson? Yes, yes I am. The Mrs. Robertson? Of Robertson's jam? Jam! Jam? Jam! Robertson's jam? Jam! Wait, why does he keep saying jam? Oh, yeah, he'll keep that up as long as you keep saying it. Uh, I... I'd better stop saying jam. Jam! Yeah, I would too if I were you. Anyway, so apparently you're not, um, 
You're not that, Mrs. Robertson. Heavens no. My husband and I run the Robertson Compote Company. Compote? Compote? Well, excuse me, lady, but we are jam detectives. Jam! And compote is not a jam. jam. I repeat that. Compote is not a jam. Jam! I think it's time that you and your compote should just leave. Compote! Compote! Well, I never. Well, maybe I should. Compote! Compote! Well, Artie, she sure seemed like a swell lady. Yep. Here's to you, Mrs. Robertson. Simon and Garfunkel. Jam.